Max is eating breakfast. That's the other thing I'm watching. Ooh, eating breakfast. I'm eating lunch. What you got? Mayo pesto pasta with some uh, broccoli and sausage. Ooh. The only thing we're missing so far that from putting us over the top right. in terms of a million listens per episode right. is in- incorporating <laughs> okay. more eating. Yeah. As in like breakfast with footy fellas. Like every episode is just breakfast with footy fellas and you just hear us eating the whole time. We're not even hungry. We're just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just add ambiance, <laughs> fake ambiance. We're doing this live... Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're going to be talking soccer, going to be talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. This week's episode is (laughs) uh, brought to you by... Did we put something in there and I missed it? No. No, it's fine. Brought to you by car insurance. This week's episode is brought to you by car insurance. (laughs) All right. Is that the company or just brought to you by car insurance? Look, I'm just reading what they gave me. This must be a fat check if it's brought to you by all of car insurance. <laughs> yeah, that's a big, big market. <laughs> if you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram at footyfellaspod, F-O-O-T-Y, fellaspod. It's just us this week, gents. So hopefully that's more than enough for all of you. I'm going to tell you guys something. Each one of you is more than enough. Don't, don't ever think you're less than enough. Eli, you are special. Winter, you are special. I love you both. Thanks, Jones. I appreciate it. You know, I love you too. A lot of respect. You know, next time you say that, can you just step a little bit further back from the microphone? (laughs) You're scaring our listeners. But he loves all of them too. I also just, I, I need you to feel how much I care. And if you can pick up all of the, emotions (laughs) you can't even keep it you can't even keep it we're gonna have to restart the whole episode yeah that's it yeah none of that was real that was scripted too so i have to memorize memorize. (laughs) is any of this inspired by the chicago bears jersey today what inspired the chicago bears jersey while we're recording well i think we a trend we all like to keep up on this pod is wear a different shirt or hat or something to to vary up our presentation and um a friend of mine lent me uh, a jersey a shirt uh because i needed a new shirt that day and it, it's a it's a 20 2000 like seven maybe i'm not really sure which year a rex grossman bears jersey um so it's near and dear to the chicago bears and it's a it's a it's a joke it's a walking joke and people enjoy it it's kind of like an ironic jersey so I'm wearing it unironically because I love him. But you're wearing it erotically, just to be clear. I don't have any pants on, yeah. Yeah, Okay. so it's just the top. Just the top. It's kind of gross, man, but it's just the top. (laughs) When your last name is Grossman, that's all you hear from everyone growing up is gross, man. I'm sure. Yeah. That's tough. Even though we're in Chicago at this point, and Jones is rocking the Chicago jersey, unfortunately... 
not too many sports going down right now in Chicago. However, Orlando, which has been for a little bit now, and Lisbon, Portugal are about to be the epicenters of the sports world for the next two-ish weeks. In Orlando, we've got MLS's back tournament final coming up this week and the NBA, which has really picked up steam there. And in Lisbon, of course, we've got the Champions League. Have you guys been to Orlando or to Lisbon? <clears throat> slash, slash, which would you rather travel to? I've been to Orlando a couple times for some soccer tournaments. I've actually been to the complex that they're using. And um, it's a it's a solid. I think everyone should do it um, if you're a soccer player in the U.S. And it's like a, a nice pilgrimage to go and see those fields and play on them. Uh I think I think Lisbon's got to be. I mean, from the U.S., I feel like that's the the one you probably want to go do. A little more different out there. Yeah. In the world. It's also not the epicenter of also a pandemic. So, <laughs> very true. Yeah, I'd vote Lisbon as well. I've been been to Orlando. I've not been to Lisbon personally. Uh, I've never been to Portugal. And uh, yeah, I I now just tend to stay away from Florida in general. Don't want to alienate any listeners, but. I avoid Florida at all costs. It's like eighty percent of our listeners in yeah. Fort Lauderdale. It's so. like, isn't it? Is it just that nursing home community that like really likes our stuff? That We're one. Crushing it. I can't think of the name, but yeah, it's that one. They love us. The Footy Fellas Nursery, the one we we purchased and sponsored. <laughs> that that must be it. That's got to be it. It's a nursery, not a nursing home. Just to be clear, that's why our demo is so young. That's oh, we my like bad. Under six bad. people listening, kids, not people, children. Explains, yeah, the, the explains, explains the diapers explains that yeah. yeah imagine if the champions league teams remaining were told that the rest of the competition we played in liverpool imagine liverpool was still in it and they said we're going to be doing a bubble in liverpool and everyone's going to be staying in liverpool for two weeks until we finish this competition <laughs> well hearing your story about liverpool it might not be a, like a really dream destination to to go to well, in the same vein, what if, what if it was like you know they had the Champions League final in in like Detroit, you know they had they had their bubble in Detroit because they knew that no one in Detroit would come down and bother and try to like infiltrate because mm. no one would care at all. So what if they picked like middle of nowhere like Utah, a park, a park in totally, Detroit or a park in Utah, totally, and they just and you just had these world class athletes, but people had no idea who they were or cared about them. Hiding in plain sight. Oh, we would think go. about that. You and I, all three of us would go. But right, okay, fair, interesting. We would, we would. Well, uh, they wouldn't let us in. I guess is the idea. Oh. Maybe we could hit up the ski slopes while they played next door. <laughs> ski, slope, ski slopes. Ski slopes. Utah. No, Utah. Oh, you also said Utah. Utah. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on, Eli. You gotta, you gotta fill in the, the listener. I mean. I mean, I in Eli's defense, I don't think he's been to Detroit, so it's fair that he might assume also. Potentially ski slopes. Is There's way of access to Detroit in Utah. Detroit, yeah, Detroit is not in Utah. No, Detroit, <laughs> Detroit's not. Where'd you? You don't. Yeah. So it's. Oh, call, I didn't say I'm Detroit, comma Utah. I'm like off mute. No, no, no. Yeah, have you guys ever? been somewhere where there's a major tournament going on a major sports tournament going on i was talking to someone at work who was watching the uh juve game the juve game sorry juve. and it, it was unrelated to the juve game 
but they were oh maybe they were just talking generally about the Champions League and they were saying they were in in Paris when PSG suffered their collapse against Barcelona and people weren't even sad they were just or they weren't even frustrated they were just really sad like it was a mm. weird environment because people weren't riots on the streets there wasn't any of that people just everyone that was at the bars together was just so sad mm. together out and mm. about yeah I mean have you uh have you I feel like the, the most comparable thing I can think of, and I, I'm probably missing other stuff, is like when you went to bars, ooh, yeah, for like the World Cup games. I think of like in, I think it was 20, was it 2014? Yeah, 2014, the Men's World Cup, going to the bars and watching the back when we had a team that was in the World Cup for the men and, you know, watching like the Belgium game and how yeah. emotional that was. And then everyone was just like, really, like we lost. Damn, like you could feel that. That was palpable. Yeah. 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 I wonder if Lisbon's like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Eli you mentioned the PSG because I think it it'll I think we'll bring up we'll talk about PSG a little bit in our in our main topic today when it comes to salary caps. I think they're they're pretty much a case study in the failure of unlimited spending. But regardless of that, I've I've actually been Minneapolis has been a host to several big events recently, sporting events. We had the NCAA March March Madness tourney here last year, two years ago. It was a fun time. You know, downtown was all all full of activities. We also had the Super Bowl here. Uh however, I was not living here at that time. So but the oh, I was in Camp New for El Clasico uh one time as well. Ooh. I wasn't in oh sorry. I was in Barcelona near Camp Nou. I was not in Camp Nou for the Classico. But it was fun. The bars were packed. It was only a 1-0 win for Barcelona. So not, uh, you know, goal after goal after goal, nonstop cheering. But the one goal was fun. Everyone got crazy for it. I'm going to walk through a little bit of what happened last week today before we get into our first sponsor. And... Our main topic, which I see you've done a great job planting the seeds for what people should be excited about later on in the pod. Within the last week, in the MLS's back tournament, going back to Orlando for a second, both the Portland Timbers and Orlando City FC won their respective semifinal matchups. I know I see that was a tough one for your your Minnesota Minnesota boys, but these these two underdogs seem well-deserving of a finals appearance. And good luck to Faf, Chris Duvall on the Portland Timbers in that finals matchup on Tuesday, August 11th. The NBA is also heating up, taking place in Orlando in their bubble. A couple of fun storylines to keep an eye on and games to watch. They've actually done a pretty good job, I'd say, with the production and still keeping games exciting. The players seem to be very into it. So we'll see if the Lakers or the Clippers can make true on their preseason favorite status and take home a title in the coming month. Also watch out for the Suns. They've been hot, trying to make the eight seed in the West, and we'll see about that. And then lastly, the big kahuna, the Champions League. Quick recap, we have our quarterfinals officially set after the four games on Friday and Saturday of this past week. Man City took down Madrid 2-1 after a couple of sloppy Madrid defending errors. Juventus won 2-1, but it unfortunately wasn't enough for them to go through on aggregate. So Olympic Lyon are actually headed to the quarters there. Cool for them. And then Barcelona and Bayern, the heavyweights, walloped both Napoli and Chelsea respectively to move on to the quarters as well. So what the quarterfinal matchups look like are Man City versus Lyon, 
Barcelona versus Bayern, PSG versus Atalanta, and RB Leipzig versus Atletico Madrid. I'm getting pretty excited for that. Max, you talked last week about how it's single knockout, all everything to play for. It's all obviously taking place in Lisbon. It's going to kind of be bang, 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 finishing it up in the next two weeks. You guys changed your predictions since last week after watching the games this week? Uh, I give I give more um, uh, weight, uh, credit to the the logic that whoever's on the weaker side of the bracket has inherently a better chance because they will likely be in the final. Um, so, you know, the PSG and Atletico side of the bracket, a little weaker. I think now it's starting to shape up as, oh, well, they really could roll into that competition with, you know, a, a fighting chance. That said, I think I'm triple downing my Man City uh, bid. I, I think that, like, if they don't do it now, I don't know if it's going to happen later. I think De Bruyne is literally untouchable. Um, and if he were to maintain the form he's in player of the year, you know, uh, Belondo or is his next year. Um, if he's able to stay healthy and continue to do what he's doing, because he, he is really like taking games and doing everything. I think he had the, I think he had like a record number of like, um, um, oh, what is it? Um, you know, caused X amount of opportunities. He, he had generated so involved many. Involved in goal scoring opportunities. Yes. To, to he, he in, like in the game or in the season or? In the, in the game, in the game against Real Madrid. Oh, interesting. He had, he had, he had like uh, set up tons of opportunities. And 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 so I, I'm just, again, spewing them, feeling great about them. Bayern's looking hot, but I don't know. It's a question of who's who's hotter. You still feel good about Bayern, I see. Absolutely. You know, quick, quick little thing, Jones, seeing you so excited about Man City is throwing me for a loop. You're a United fan, so um, I'm getting jittery. I don't know how to feel about this, Jones. But, um, you know, kudos to City. They dominated Real Madrid. I think, personally, I thought less of KDB that game. I thought it was a total team effort. I thought their structure, their whole formation was flawless. I saw, I remember there was a little bit for their first goal, I was watching Foden and seeing how he moved because they had the three attack, the forwards, just shifting so beautifully to pressure. I don't know why Real Madrid kept playing out of the back. And it caused Varane to cough the ball up, and it was an easy tap, and it was beautiful. The, the, the whole team shifted at the same time. They had Real Madrid had nothing, no options. So it was, it was a great team effort. Um, I think they'll do really well. I think Bayern just dominated Chelsea. Uh, it was to be expected. Lewandowski looks unstoppable. I think they're going to beat Barca and then they'll beat Man City as well. Um, I think they're going to do better against Barca and have a tougher time against City. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bayern's my team. Lewandowski just never ages. His hair two gets goals and two assists. What? Slightly a tint grayer every year. Like maybe he uses a little more product. Eli, but he, Eli we're he talking about soccer. The we're, same. Not, we're not. Okay, he good, plays okay, the okay. same <laughs> on the pitch. On the pitch. He just picks up goals, and he's a he's a finisher. You know, if it's PKs or it's rebounds or whatever, he just knows how to finish, and that's it's, big. When yeah. A goal or two in a knockout tournament can make all the difference. Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely also take them against Barcelona, who looked good against Napoli, but haven't looked as strong all season. Yeah, Barcelona. I feel like they they they're 
being handed very heavy indictments for their lack of convincing convicted play. You know, they, yeah. they didn't, they, I think if you look at the expected goals, um, Napoli was like 2.1 versus Barca, which was like 1.3 or something. Interesting. So Napoli really like theoretically won that game. Um, and I, I wouldn't have been surprised if I had seen the scoreline differently from, from the few, um, the, from the few goals that Barca got, it, which again, Messi, King, all hail King, you know, still got it, but they're a team that they are really, you know, structurally, foundationally have some trouble. Um, bright spot might be Frankie de Jong, like looking like a stud worth every penny, but otherwise that team is not convincing and I worry yeah. about their future. Yeah. I just want to quickly comment on the Juve Leon game. I'm not a huge Ronaldo fan. You both know this, but kind of feel for Juve getting knocked out. I thought that penalty, the penalty decision for Leon was very bad. Very, very bad. Very um, soft. If you have, if any listener has not seen it, it was a beautifully timed slide tackle in the box, yes, but the, the Juve defender perfectly timed, got the ball. The forward just ran into his, you know, ran into his legs after he, he had already won the ball. Terrible call. I thought that, you know, what is VAR for? I don't know. I, I like VAR personally, but if it can't change that decision, that ticks me off. You know, that's that's just my five seconds. At end of the day, guys, just want to say these Champions League games, like thrilling. Like thrilling to be watching it, seeing these guys play with with the with the backdrop of like it's one and done. You know, these these are dramatic. Yeah. I would love to see I would love to see, you know because it's feeling inevitable, but City versus Bayern in a two-leg situation. But Oh, yeah. One game, ride or die. Ooh. We're in 2020, and Messi and Ronaldo are still arguably the best two players in the game. Bananas. It's crazy. It is time, time to grow up and as a football fan. I'm hoping Atalanta, looking forward to the quarterfinal, I'm hoping Atalanta can make some noise in that first quarterfinal match on Wednesday against PSG. That'd be pretty exciting. I think they have a lot of hype. They, I believe, scored the most goals in Serie A and um, have have surpassed kind of, in some ways, what people expected of them, obviously, in the Champions League to make it as far as they have. However, I don't think people are surprised at the talent, um, what, what that talent has the potential of doing. Um, and if there's any team, obviously, that we know who loves to just flop in the Champions League, PSG feels like ripe for that. Yes gonna be a slugfest either way i could see three two going to either side or at least two one i think we'll see at least three goals here's the spin zone okay so yes easier side of the bracket there but you could argue whoever wins the other side of the bracket theoretically wins the champions league so if you're picking between city Bayern, barca uh who's city playing leon leon you pick one of those teams and like you can narrow your search down to just those you'd think like the top three teams you'd have winning, not not due to the bracket draw, but just if you had to pick three out of eight teams, you'd probably choose Bayern, Barcelona, Man City yeah. right now. Yeah. But they're all on the same side. Yeah. Right. So something's got to give. Something's got to give. <laughs> oh, getting World Cup vibes. World Cup vibes. Those, those one and dones are so dramatic. Yeah. It's exciting. Before we get into our main topic, chatting more football finances, which is a topic that's come to the forefront as they plan for next year and with clubs like city getting out of their champions league ban because of the, the stature of their club and with the finances involved, we'll chat that in a second after 
We say thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate as always. The commercial starts here. Please start reading this text. This is a commercial for car insurance. Nothing shiny, no gimmicks, no overpromises. Straightforward and to the point. If you drive a car and need someone to insure you, we've got you covered. That's it. Cut and dry. Don't have a car? Well, then you don't need us. There's no need for you to have car insurance if you aren't driving. But if you are considering driving soon and you're thinking of buying a car, then you'd probably want to get our insurance. It's pretty cheap, uh, but not too cheap that it doesn't actually cover you. You get in trouble, we'll help you out. But if you like really mess up, it's not like we can completely cover you. There are, there are limits. Uh, if you have interest, feel free to reach out. Fellas, your check is in uh, for this commercial is enclosed in the envelope. This commercial is over now. Hey, Jones, I don't think you were supposed to read that those beginning and ending parts. Just whole, FYI for next time. The whole thing was in quotes. I, I, I can't help it. I read whatever's in front of me, guys. It's good to know. Did they send that? I'm just looking over your shoulder for a sec. Did they send that in hieroglyphics? Or is that is that like Ariel or, or Times New Roman? What is that you had to You had to interpret some of that. I think, I, I think it was largely just cut out of magazines. It was just letters from different magazine um, articles. It, it kind of looks like a ransom note ad read, which is yes. weird. Yes. Um, classic though, right? Like these are the ad reads we get, right? Like vintage, just classic characters out there, right? Yeah, I have to say it was a pretty forgettable ad. Whoa, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, we don't should. We don't get that check until later in the week. Oh, no, I got the, I got the check. We're good. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Well, so we, we can just talk to anything we want, right? Yeah, we might not we might not get their business later, but yeah, no, I already I already cashed it. How much? I didn't I didn't get anything. Oh, <laughs> I see. Jones, you have to we share you, the money. We want you to go outside <laughs> and take a look at your brand new car. car. <laughs> what? You guys got me a car? Oh man, it's a, a Honda Civic. Can you believe that? With all-wheel drive. Wow, guys, that's amazing. Thanks so much. Is it now? Is it a real car or is it a Hot Wheels car? I can't. I can't seem to oh, see it out my front. You window. best believe it's real. Check out the the inner lining. It's magical. What? You're gonna need car insurance for it, though. Is oh, check. I need to keep that in mind. Right. Oh, those sneaky, sneaky guys. And thank you to car insurance. What an elaborate ad read. It, it, you know what? It's so bland that it jars you. It's, it's, you stop and you're like, what am I listening? What Salt is and pepper seasoning. But that's, that's like now that we're done with it, we can talk about it. That's a smart way to sell it in. Like if anyone else is listening that wants to run an ad with us, use that as a master class. Mm-hmm. Read the ad. People are like, oh, that was a fine ad. And then slip something else in after that you want us to read and like, give us a car. If that's what it takes, if that's, we can speak to that lived experience now of having a car that we can get your shirt and car insurance with. Yep. That might be what it takes. Yep. If you want to bribe us with other things like that too, if you pay for our groceries for a week. Yeah. Home insurance. That'll stand out. Yeah. We'll take, we'll take TJ gift cards. Do they have TJ gift cards? You best know it. TJ insurance. (laughs) TJ insurance. Literally, I would be a little disappointed to get a TJ's gift card. Whoa, dude. I, okay, send them to Icy and myself, <laughs> Eli. 
I'm like, what? You could just give me twenty dollars to go grocery shopping. Is what it's what you're doing. Then you're like, I, you're just gonna spend it at TJ's. Yo, the Java chip is real nice, though. Real nice. Check it out. They also <laughs> paid us not for a full ad read, but just for a check it out. Check it out at the link below. <laughs> yeah, this is not a visual podcast. That's a smart way to expand our ad revenue, though. Is just mm. in addition to full ad reads, we start letting people do check it outs. Nice, nice. We just shout them out for a second. Yeah. And we don't know when in the podcast, it's right. just when it makes the most sense. Like their Java chip just came up. So it was perfect. Like we didn't plan that. It's like a cheaper tier. Oh, it's super yeah. cheap. It's yeah, like a okay. dollar. Oh, okay. It's like our word game with uh, Mike Watts. Exactly. Throw it in. That could be good. Whoa, we sell, we have ad, we have word sneak ad inventory. Ooh. <sighs> oh God. Let's get, get to him. the main topic. Let's get, yeah, before we, before we start breathing in, inside the mic again. <laughs> Let's get into the main topic. Today we're going to be talking about spending in football and how it has impacted the game recently. I see you you led us earlier and and led people on. So why don't you kick it off with what's infuriated you recently in the game of football when it comes to spending? Sure. Yeah. So I think that All right. So when we talk about salary caps, it's my understanding and I hope it's yours as well that the salary cap means, you know, $20 million for the team, you can divvy it up among the players uh, for their wages, salaries, but you have this pile of money to spend on them. Uh, that's how you guys understand it, right, for these salary caps? It's not like one player can make $20 million max. It's here's a pile of money for each team. Divvy yeah. it up. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I think so. Coming at it from a little economic view, right? salary caps, anything that has to do with uh, influencing uh, like the free market amongst leagues and players, right? is going to draw some, some ear ire, IRE from, from players and, and fans and, and whatnot. Um, it just, just comes with it. So, right. I, I see some, I mean, right. Sometimes players now are not going to get paid what maybe they would in this free market world where, you know, they bring a lot to the table and so they should be compensated appropriately. Um, so I can see some people getting it, uh, most obviously players kind of taking, taking the short stick on that. So I can see, and, and, and we'll get into it too, how, how they are upset with it. But the, I do think that having a salary cap is good for soccer. I think it should be a common theme in all leagues across all countries. And I think the main thing is that it prevents, it levels the playing field right now. You are just, you have teams that have the same amount of money resources to then go buy players to, you know, quality players to fit well and perform well. It should theoretically bring more parity to the game where I know this isn't across the board, but specifically in League One and in League Two in England, they voted to approve a salary cap for next year. And so these are the third and fourth divisions in England after the Premier League, then the Championship, then League One, then League Two. So in these third and fourth divisions down, they approved a mandatory salary cap, basically. Enough teams voted that they wanted this to be a part of their league. And what I'm seeing, at least out there right now, I don't know if this is final, but 
the cap, at least in League One, the cap for the whole team is set at $3.25 million per season. And that covers not just player salaries, but it covers bonuses, agents fees, any other money paid to players for whatever types of incentives, anything like that. So theoretically, you could have the club pay all of that money to one player and then have them, the other players play for very little, like pennies on the dollar. Kind of like you said, I see as a team, you can distribute, distribute that money however you wish, but it should put everyone on a more level playing field. And that doesn't go towards current players. It's just towards signing new deals. So if you have current players in the squad, say you're a squad that gets relegated and you move down, but you have guys you were paying based on the money you were making as a club in the higher up division because of TV revenue or whatever, you technically that they're not a part of this. This is for new signings. That's my understanding. So I think it's to make sure teams that are in lower divisions and especially bigger teams that maybe shouldn't be there. Can't just buy their way back to the other division in an unfair way to other teams. Hmm. The whole, the whole logic of it starts to get a little complex. I think you look at the American model, which is literally everything is salary capped to an, and that's relative too, but everything is salary capped so that you have more equal competition. And I would say by and large, you, you do see more variance in who wins titles. Um, I think in the past 10 years, uh, Juventus has won their domestic league. You know, it's, it's like nine technically, but like if you span over like 10 years, it's that EPL, it's like five different teams. Uh, top of my head, I'm trying to think what, what it is for like the NFL, but you have much more, well, I guess the Patriots had a lot of domination too, but nonetheless, you have a lot more parity theoretically because their teams are able to compete. The difference though, that I think it's tough when we talk about this and I, I hear the logic for like how league one is trying to implement it in league two is, uh, these, these teams like were built in worlds where they didn't have caps. So a massive club like United, for example, uh, has built their entire economy around this massive, massive model. And if they couldn't, if they were suddenly shackled where they couldn't spend on these things, I think United would make the argument, well, then all of the revenue that the EPL has starts to lose its appeal. You know, then these massive TV deals aren't as as lucrative. Um, you start to lose, lose interest if the dominating teams can't play the same football that you're used to them playing. Yes, there's more parity and maybe it's more exciting in some, you would argue, in the league. But when you lose some of those individual teams, uh, you know, devil's advocate to all of this. I think that that feels like the knee-jerk reaction as to why we won't see that happen at a, at a top tier. Yeah, I think, I think another thing too is it's tough if you if one league does it and no other leagues do it as well because yeah. then it gives players an incentive to leave the country to go play elsewhere to to get more money. I mean, it's as simple as that. So, you know, it's it's interesting. And and you know, we see it even today in an example of minimum wages across states. I mean, cities and states have their own minimum wage apart from the federal minimum wage and you know, is it who knows if that actually draws people, workers away to those higher paying states. But like, it'd be the same thing of because there's no set standard across all the great leagues and countries, it, it makes it, you know, players want to follow 
most players, I would assume, want to follow the money. And if they can get paid more somewhere else, then, then they will leave. I mean, you saw that with Ronaldo. He got paid a ton to go to Juventus and he went after, you know, a decade at, at Real Madrid. But yeah, and I think, you know, another thing too is, you know, well, what do we spend the money on? Well, I think that just spend it on on better things. You know, I think one, it, you could it actually makes you pay maybe what used to be the lower paid players, pay them more, give them a little bit more money. Maybe, you know, when a team that's paid pretty equally, I think that does good for morale and locker room uh, you know, building. I don't know. I think that's good. I think also, you know, pay your facility, you know, make your facilities better, pay coaches and staff better. Like you can have all these other external, not, um, you know, not on the pitch type things that will draw players to your club versus another club. You just kind of make the experience better instead of just giving you a higher wage, higher salary. That's my take on, on, if people are saying, well, what, you know, spend the money, where, where do we spend it now? Well, you can do other things. I think the first part you called out is crucial for the game of soccer and in, in how it's different from the NBA, from the MLB. Yes, there are other leagues around the world that are baseball leagues, football leagues, basketball leagues for the NBA, but those are the obvious primo top caliber. Like that is the goal. If you make it to that, that league specifically, you're in the best league in the world. I think everyone would say definitively. Soccer, there's plenty of arguments about what is the best league in the world. And you can still play in, in competitions that span each of the leagues where you play each other, regardless of what league you're in for at least the top five, six major leagues. So you're, you're totally spot on, I see. If they don't implement it in all of them, there's no reason for a couple, a couple of them have a massive advantage if they don't, if they stay away from the pack and don't do it. And are the odd ones out that say, we're not going to do a salary cap, regardless of how we feel about it. At this point, it's like a game theory thing where we just recognize we can be the one person or second league that doesn't do this. And therefore, we'll get all the stars because we have so much right. spending flexibility. I feel like that's the biggest barrier. Another another barrier on top of it um, is, <clears throat> you know, so, so it feels like the uniting factor, it, it, if there is to be, if there are to be any salary caps that are set in place it needs to be managed by fifa (laughs) corrupt as it is but there needs to be a governing body who unites all of it to set that standard that market rate right um but uh how does that apply to like you know would you have would you maybe maybe it's based on your league's coefficient and that sets whatever the price is but but regardless like then you are making it completely impossible for a team like the MLS, like the MLS to pull in a player who might be worth a lot. If, if like, say, say like, uh, for example, if the team cap in the U S is like making this top, top of my dome is like 25 mil. I don't know if that's a lot or a little, but 25 mil. Whereas in the EPL, your salary cap is like 150 mil, which I think is actually really low. Now that I think about it. I think they're very high. I think we're, combining transfers and salary cap where players are paid like hundreds of millions for uh you know transfers we see these massive like hundred million dollar deal for whatever but i feel like salary cap i mean we know just from career mode and fifa that it's paying someone like three hundred thousand a week in wages is massive but that's still only like 20 million 30 million a year for a single player or right. something like that right so i feel like 150 mil would be a big Let's, uh, let's either way. Either let's look, way. I, want, I want to see that now because now yeah. I'm thinking. I feel like I've seen Real Madrid has like a 500 million dollar a year thing. 
So now I'm thinking like it's up. Yeah, I'm looking at the MLS. They have 4.2 million salary cap. Right. Okay. So there you go. There is a cap there, right? Yeah. Um, but that feels like you like it's hard. You know, FIFA can't put a cap, say, hey, this is your cap all around the world, you know? And maybe it's maybe it sets the cap, you know, in Europe, here's your cap. And then in North America, CONCACAF, here's your cap. And maybe it's done by region. But even then, like, again, the whole point is to accrue talent. It's almost because the game is so global. How do you set like a global price? How do you set like a global? Ooh, this is getting complex. I mean, yeah, there's a whole market for for the players. And, you know, I'm looking here. There's a designated player rule in the MLS, which is an exception to the cap. So for he says here, for example, while the maximum single salary for a player in a club's salary budget is capped at 530000 a year, Zlatan's base salary as a designated player came in at $7.2 million. So there is a way around it. It seems like you can just have one big expensive player. For the MLS, that makes sense because they recognize as a league to grow in popularity and publicity around the world. They wanted teams to be able to bring in like one or two big international players, basically like Zlatan or Pirlo or Henri or uh, Vela or any of these guys they brought in and they knew they couldn't get them for 500000 a year, especially Zlatan. So it kind of makes sense for the MLS, but it does feel like to Jones point, it feels like every player in the EPL is a big name player, at least for a club like Man U, your whole starting squad would have to fit outside the designated, you know, slot you just talked about IC. So I don't know how that would work out. Be interesting. I love the idea of, of more parody. I love the, I mean, what, what does uh, me and my pedestal, what does pain me atop aloft my top four finish this year is seeing just how far the bottom teams are and, and how the, the growth, I think there, you know, there's been a lot of interesting um, conversations flying around about how, yes, you know, Liverpool and city are very, very good right now. There's no denying that. Um, And that the past two years they've, they've run away with the league. Um, but is that so much a factor of um, them just playing better, superior soccer and no one's able to keep up with it? Or is, are there financial instruments that are helping them? Uh, is, there, is there just a giant, is this, is this so much they are breaking records or is just the inequality becoming that much more exacerbated? You know, this is the first year that we finished where um, United finished third place, right? Uh, this is a crazy stat. United finished in third place, but was closer to the bottom of the table than they were the top. They were 32 points clear of the bottom and 33 from the top. The teams in the bottom, Whoa. usually you have to you have to break like, you know, 40 points to save be safe for relegation. It was 35 points um, was the new the new norm here. The the the, the gap you, you can argue is because it's 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 there's more teams losing. You know, it's just those two teams are winning and so everyone's losing. And so it's more parity for maybe for three through 18 or the other spin zone is no, there's just a higher concentration. You're having a, a reflection of a Real and Barca situation in, in La Liga. Um, and so, you know, how are we going to find ways to make it more equitable? And not only that, how are we going to make it more equitable for teams to break into the top six? Sheffield United, that was exciting. The Leicester making their run, but I don't think we really imagine Leicester or Sheffield staying up there. Leicester could make, and we're going down a whole rabbit hole. But my point is 
this is an attempt, an attempt to make these things more equal is via, is via salary caps. But the more we kind of talk about it, it doesn't feel like that's a possible solution. What could be a different solution, which was pitched by another um, media conglomerate, I don't know what to call them guys, IFE Soccer, was that you have a, you have like a, maybe it's a salary cap for your bench or something so that you don't stockpile your teams with a bunch of players. So your starting roster can always be as exorbitant as you want. It could be a team of Mbappes. But if you have like a bench that is over $200 million or something, that's unacceptable because they're, they're, you're literally taking talent out of the game by doing that. I thought that was an that's interesting, interesting pro- proposition. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is interesting. And you'd imagine, though, that those players who are getting paid very high amounts are very talented and would hate being on the bench. You know, you know, the more you think about kind of this free market aspect of just let everything will work itself out, you know, just let it, let people move around. They demand what they want and they'll get what they get. Um, you know, there, there's some, uh, what's the word? Like very attractive, attractive views that come with this free market idea of, you know, if those players are on the bench, they'll be ticked off and then they'll leave. And then they'll go and get paid what they deserve, you know, what the market says they deserve, another team who will play them. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough. I think it really is tough for the big leagues. I'm glad that the lower leagues are, are playing around with it. <clears throat> I think it's important just to try. You know, I think, I think in today's age, we become, you know, we have these ideas, but there's so much discussion and, back, and backlash and all this stuff that they never actually get tried. I think just attempting is good. Uh, just to at least give it a try. I think giving things a shot is is always better than avoiding it. But I do think that the, the top the top leagues, it would have to be all or nothing to even try. Feels like a good place to wrap up the discussion for now. And I think the, the top leagues agree with that direction, I see. Given the Premier League voted on keeping their five substitutions rule for next year, and they voted against that. Because 11 out of the 20 clubs said, no, we want to have three substitutions instead of five. And in large part, that's because a lot of clubs can't have five top-tier quality substitutions that are each getting paid a ton of money, that are massive players that they could bring on fresh legs to make a difference, whereas City's whole bench could be another team's starting squad in the Premier League. So hopefully they're headed in that direction. They're willing to try some more stuff out in the future. That brings us to our last segment, which is very exciting because we're bringing back our top five rankings, which we haven't done in a minute. And this week is especially exciting because it'll be somewhat nostalgic, I'm sure, as Icy is taking us through his top five post-soccer game snacks. All right. Really excited to get back to rank order today. We have got a fun one, as Eli mentioned, a little bit nostalgic. We are going to be ranking top the top five after soccer game snacks all right let's get at it let's get to it so i'm gonna give my top five eli max i want you to give me uh your opinions on if i got it right got it wrong what uh, what should be swapped in what should be swapped out all right so starting with number five i'm giving this to the capri sun Capri Sun loved after the game getting one of these nice cold beverages from the parents. But, you know, the, the reason why it's number five is that you, 
you wish you had gotten a snack, something to eat instead of a beverage. Usually the Capri Sun did come with a little snack. It would be pretty cruel of the parent just to give the Capri Sun, I would say. Uh, but we're only doing single uh, single slots for just single items. So the Capri Sun, I'm giving fifth. It's a nice sweet drink. Feels good after a hot sweaty game. Heck yeah. All right. And number four. Play a lot of soccer games in the spring and summer. Very hot time of the year. So number four, we're going with popsicles or those ices. Sometimes parents would bring. Huge, awesome, cooled you down. Sweet, sugary. Mm, that's good stuff. Number four. Ices going for ices. Going for ices. And number three, sometimes the parents would go the extra mile and you always had to shout them out, show them some extra love. I had the privilege of playing with some, some younger lads whose parents were very nice and would make homemade chocolate chip cookies. I'm taking those at number three. They were bomb. You know, the, the parents put a little extra love in those. Very good. They're my number three. It's hard, I know, because you guys didn't have a taste of those chocolate chip cookies, but they were damn good. All right, number two. Number two, it's another homemade It's another homemade dessert item that, uh, again, I was privileged to play with these kids whose parents just came out, showed up, came out, supported the squad. Homemade Special K bars. Oh, boy. If you haven't had Special K bar, look it up, make them. You will not be disappointed. They are bomb. I'm also a huge peanut butter fan, so it's peanut butter and chocolate bars. Mmm. God damn. Those are good. Number two. All right, coming in at number one, Blue Ribbon, Gold Star. Gotta be Rice Krispies. I love getting Rice Krispies at the end of the game. Look inside the big old paper bag the parents would have over there and kids reaching in, grabbing these blue packaged rice crispy bars gosh darn it that's so good number one all right that's my top five lads what do you think i i the i was writing my own list as we went uh, and uh and ice pop i was really happy to see ice pop made it because i don't think that's something i need your to think um my 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 question i think it's uh, they're all kind of mixing here is i i really like chewy bars where does Chewy, does Chewy bar not make this list at all is that is that an agreed i think the homemade things are throwing me off a little bit because I don't, I, I can't, I, I, yeah. I empathize with that homemade, but it, it was a bit unfair that I threw those on there in the first place. The special K bar had to be there. The chocolate chip cookie was a reach. Um, I would substitute Chewy bar with a chocolate chip cookie for sure. Chewy was great. That was like a childhood favorite snack. I agree with both of you. Anything chewy, it's, if it's got peanut butter, that's bonus, but just chewy chocolate, whether it's literally a chewy bar or something homemade. Yeah. I feel like uh, Capri Sun hitting the five spots a little bit. It's a little shot. It's a little jarring, but when you think about it, Capri Sun is it's it's a it's a iconic. You can't have a post game snack and not have, you know, Capri Sun. Right. But number five feels almost a little low, but I, I, I would have put chocolate milk up alongside oh, Capri wow. Sun. I think I don't know which takes five, but also chocolate milk hit the spot after a game. Ooh, it sure did. No, no, no orange slices warm. for you guys. No orange slices. Dude, orange slice was gonna be number five for me. Um, it, oh, I actually darn! I meant to do honorable mention right before I said my number one. I was going to do honorable mention orange slices. That's that's fair. That's fair. You know, how often would you have a snack or meal and you would be a little disappointed with whatever they brought? Oh yeah. And and I I don't know about you guys, but like rice cakes for me, 
were like the antithesis of that anything. pissed me off I, 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 tell them, I, tell them get, I tell them to get the heck out of my face you just won two to one you're feeding me rice cakes slap it out of their hand right that's hard the game winner are you shitting me <laughs> yeah no the, the the rice cake was always a disappointment and, and, and i also didn't understand that people willingly want not this is just me hating on rice cakes i don't understand people also willingly ate them at their house like it wasn't even like a thing that was given to them as a snack they like want they sought it out that blew my mind. Yeah, just yo, I, no flavor. Yo, I've got to uh, just. I I I hear you. I hear you. But now that you're an adult, give them a chance. Yo, this stuff smacks, bro. You gotta <laughs> slouse rice cakes. Look, rice cakes. I'm trying to think of another thing. I like um, anything that was healthy. Like if you got a bag of almonds after a game. <laughs> okay, almonds were that's like high end. <laughs> Maybe like peanuts. I'd expect like little peanuts. Cat pistachios, more the priciest of walnuts. <laughs> you were give you was it wasn't even broken out of the shell. You had to break it. They give you whole walnuts, just bags, <laughs> like not even. Per- they'd give you the bag from the grocery store, and you can see each bag was like thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, I would really shell. hate it when I'd come over to the sideline snacks and someone brought potato salad. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Egg salad is the halftime show. <laughs> Can someone pass Read the coleslaw? The <laughs> <laughs> we just give you these vegetables. All right, kids, dig in. <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening. As always, we do genuinely appreciate you listening. We got some excited surprises in store. So make sure you stay focused on social and engage with us. Tell us what you like. We might we might be looking for some questions to answer soon from you. So stay tuned and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. See you next week. right next to a Papa John's. <laughs> not a Quisnos? Qu- you guys know what that is, right? Papa John's, right? <laughs> That's not a Minnesota thing. You mean, you, but you have you also have Mama J's, right? Um, oh, Mama, oh yeah, dude, competing pizza places? Oh, for sure. <laughs>